Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. Now, as you know, we have an amazing guest every second episode of this podcast, and this week is the exact same. We have the incredible, the lovely, the down-to-earth, the very caring Cass Hilly, who is the founder of Millennium Communications, and she's also a near and dear friend of mine. Now, Cass is someone I've been wanting to get on the podcast for a while because when Cass and I were getting to know each other, it blew me away how similar our stories were, but also how much perseverance and how much grit and determination this woman has. She is an absolute inspiration. She's an absolute, um, you know, pocket rocket. She's just someone who wants to make a difference and wants to live a life worth talking about. And I what I can promise you is from this episode, you are going to be inspired. You're also going to be encouraged to think about what you really want in life and what matters to you and maybe getting outside of your comfort zone a little bit and actually going for it. So with that said, let's get Cass onto the show. Let's get her live. Let's get her chatting. Now, you may not know, even if you've been listening to the podcast for quite a while, that every single interview we do with our guest experts is unscripted, unrehearsed we do it all in one take and the first take is the take we go with i'm a big believer that the most authentic honest real profound and powerful answers and interviews come when people haven't had the time to overthink or over prepare so i'm so so pumped for what you're about to hear this interview is absolutely amazing this episode is definitely one not to be missed and uh with all that said let's welcome Cass onto the show Hello. Hello, Cass. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. You know, I was just telling our audience in the little uh, introduction how much of a go-getter you are. And it's uh, just case in point that you've managed to fit us in and fit this podcast interview in on very short, last-minute notice (laughs) and whilst you're driving and midway between meetings. So thank you so much for uh, coming onto the podcast. No, don't be silly. Thank you for the sweet introduction. (laughs) (coughs) I am uh, I am so pumped for this, and I realized today, I was like, man, why did it take us so long to get you on the podcast and to share your story? Because I know when you and I first met and started getting to know each other, I was really, really um, blown away, A, by how much we had in common in our stories, but also by like the grit and determination that you show. And I think there's a lot that you're going to be able to bring to this episode and to our audience that encourages them to you know, think about what they actually want in life and about a life maybe outside of their comfort zones. And I'm just really keen for them to get to know you and to hear your story. Yeah. Um, I'm, did you tell them about how we met? Not at all. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Declan and I both went to the entourage and it happened to have been one of those random cast days where we were told to like write down um, like five things that we were thinking about or something about ice cream. Yeah, it was about ice cream, our top three or four flavors for ice cream. And at the time I was sitting there like so hungry and I was like craving sweet potato fries. And my top three were like chocolate, vanilla, and then I wrote sweet potato. And Declan was like laughing his head off. <laughs> and then Next minute, we had like this private Facebook community group and um, next minute, I get this notification saying Declan Edwards has posted up something in the group 
And he found a freaking sweet potato ice cream recipe that I'm yet to still try. And then from there, our friendship just flourished. I completely forgot about that. And I'm sitting here trying to keep my laughter silent. (laughs) (laughs) It was the most random thing. Everyone in the room was like, what the hell is wrong with this girl? And somehow Declan managed to just take it that next level up. It was like the inside joke of the day. It was amazing. Oh, man, I can't believe that. I just, yeah, jeez. I still haven't tried the sweet potato ice cream either. And if any, for any of our listeners, if you have tried sweet potato ice cream, please let us know if it's good because this is a running concern for us. <laughs> I'll try it if you guys try it. <laughs> so, Cass, I would love to sort of throw to you and give you a chance to introduce yourself to the audience and share a bit of your story because I know um, you've, I, I don't like to say gone through a lot. I like to say you've grown through a lot. Like there's been a lot of challenges that you've met head on and you've really become someone who, you know, to be honest, inspires me quite a bit with just how much, how committed you are with your goals and what you're doing. I think it's absolutely amazing to see. And I know that that, that hustle and that drive and that commitment has been trained from somewhere, right? Like that wasn't just born into you. That's been practiced over time. So yeah, introduce yourself and, and share a bit of your story with the with the audience. Um, okay, so um, if you haven't gathered by now, by, if you haven't gathered by now, well, if you can't tell, I can't speak. Um, my name is Cass. Um, I'm from Sydney, and um, basically, what I do right now. So I'm a personal believer that everything that I've gone through in the past twenty odd years had trained me and gotten me into a position to be in where I am right now. Um, It's like one of those things where timeline just happened to have been perfect. And at the time it didn't seem like that, but here I am today and I'm doing some crazy ass things I never thought that I'd do. Um, But basically um, growing up, I had morbid obesity, Um, but within that I had a lot of other issues that I was fighting like um, insulin resistance which was one of the reasons why I had um, morbid obesity um, I've had um, you know I was in and out of the children's hospital basically grew up in there as a guinea pig trialing all the diets that most people know of today um, worked with some of the top nutritionists and exercise physiologists everything like that out there psychologists um, but I do want to just state my parents were never doing this out of a way to, um, in in a negative way. We were told by doctors that this was going to help me. And because it was going to reduce my insulin, my parents were just looking for the next best thing to help me. Um, so they're not bad people. I just want to say that. (laughs) Um, Basically, yeah. So between the ages of eight to about 15, I was in now the children's hospital. I was, by the time I was like 16, I was 117, nearly 120 kilos. Um, I just kept gaining, gaining weight, um, had, was battling anxiety, depression, um, a lot of other mental problems in there as well. Um, I was going through a lot of bullying. Um, there wasn't a day where I didn't get bullied, um, physically and, and obviously emotionally, mentally. Um, I was in and out of my children's hospital, in and out of my, um, school counselor's office, um, on a weekly, sometimes daily basis, depending on what was going on, um, in my life at that point. Um, I was basically a failing school student, um, 
and I was told by a dietitian and a doctor at one stage of my life that I wasn't going to live till 16 because of what I was because of not just the not my weight but because I was at a such a low point I wasn't willing to do anything for myself anymore so mm-hmm. automatically they tried to go to that scarcity thing where it yeah. was like if you don't do this now you're not going to live until you're 16 you're going to be in a casket you won't make it to your 12 formal um so like the people who were meant to help me were not helping me in a sense as well like even though my medical stuff was saying that I was probably not going to live until I was 16 high cholesterol and everything in between high sugar levels I could have had a heart attack at any point um but (coughs) I'm sorry if I cough by the way I'm sick um it's just it's just one of those cases where you know I was giving up because everyone else was also giving up on me um, I didn't have a lot mm. of friends, my family. I wasn't getting along with anybody, to be honest. Like, my parents, I was horrendous to them. Um, it was horrendous to my sister. I couldn't go out anywhere without feeling like shit. Um, and then I decided just before my 16th birthday that I was done with um, I was done with this lifestyle of going to the doctors and being, you know, that kid that was never at school on a Monday in the morning because she was at the children's hospital, Um, that kid that always had Band-Aids around her arm because she was getting blood tests, Um, all that type of stuff. I was done with it. I didn't want to live that lifestyle anymore. So I made the decision um, to stop and I told my parents I was no longer doing it. Everyone was expecting the worst, but I just wanted to be a normal kid. I didn't really – I was never really normal in that such I, I call it such a prominent stage of my life because you are being sculpted and your brain is being morphed into how you should believe yourself and how you should um, perceive yourself in the world around you and everything like that. But at that point, my vision, my, my, the way that I viewed myself and the way I viewed the world wasn't exactly nice. I never had anyone on my side. It felt as though everyone was against me and I was tired of it. So um, for once in my life, I put my foot down and I decided I'm done. I spent a year gaining weight, eating whatever the hell I wanted. I, you know, did netball for fun, but I couldn't do much because I kept getting injured. And then miraculously, one day I was just, I, I had an injury and I was working at a bakery at the time and I used to get all the free bread at the end of the day. Like still the best job I ever had in my life. Um, I was sitting on the lounge feeling really shit and sorry for myself and I was watching a movie and you know how, like, you hear about that penny moment, like the penny drops or yeah. that light bulb type of effect where it just switches on? Yep. I kind of had one of those moments where I'm watching burlesque and I'm watching Christina Aguilera move and sing. And um, at that stage in that part of my life, I wouldn't, wanted to be in music. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to – music was one of the big things that saved me and helped me um, get through that period of my life. And um, I looked up to that movie and I just knew, like, I couldn't breathe properly. Like, when you're that large, you can't breathe. I couldn't move the way she did and I would have definitely not been able to wear the type of clothing that she was wearing. So it was almost like that movie basically saved my life. Mm. Everything I saw basically was, I want that, I want that. But the reality hit and went, if I want that, I can't be like that right now because... I, I, I physically can't. So um, I made that decision. I, I'm sorry if you hear um, sirens. There's a good. couple of cops going past me. Um, 
so I made that decision and then I got up on my injured little ankle, probably bigger, big ankle at the time, and um, hobbled around the house and got rid of all the junk food and all the things that I was taught that were that were bad, which probably aren't considered bad, to be honest. Um, I transformed my life and in about two years I lost 55-ish kilos. Um, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, I'm human. Um, and, um, I do, I, and I, yeah, I transformed my life and as great as it was, it did come with other obstacles that I'm still to today challenging, like being, I'm still, I'm still learning the ropes too, but I can definitely say I'm on my merry way of full, fully not doing bad, have those bad habits anymore. Mm. But, um, you know, like they're just some things, you know, you get remove old habits, but then you sometimes learn new habits that you shouldn't, that should be old habits. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I think it's important to sort of recognise that as well. Like people, we always hear these stories of transformation and change and we think that that's the finish line, like that's done. No. And people don't realise, like I always say to people, like, you know, personal development and personal growth and self-care, it's a lifelong journey. Like this shit doesn't end. There's no finish line. <laughs> no, not at all. Like it's it's more than that because like, when you spend so long of your life, like knowing, like living, it doesn't matter. Like after, like you might have this transformation, but to come out of that transformation and then have to learn a new set of skills when you've had that habit for like seven, eight, nine years on a daily basis, it's one of the hardest things that you can possibly break because you know, it can sometimes take people a lifetime to be able to develop new skills, mm. especially when you're an adult. It's like when they say you're better off learning a language when you're a, when you're a child because your brain is a sponge. Mm. But as an adult, it take, it's longer, it's, takes, it's harder to learn or the skills, you know, you need to practice just as much as or double the amount of time as what a kid should, you know what I mean? Mm. And that's the exact same thing that comes with like learning new eating habits or exercise patterns or learning how to view your body and yourself because when you spend a long period of time being told what other people think you are and the way that you should be it's really hard to change a mindset from how you felt then yeah to who you should be right now a hundred percent i imagine there's a lot of identity clash in that as well right like so long that this identity's been you know being you know, morbidly obese or sick or, you know, all these things. And then as we change through that, there's this moment of, well, if I'm not that, who am I? Exactly. And you become so used to playing a victim. Yeah. And it's the only mentality that you have. So when it comes to your life, like, it's very hard to break that pattern of being a hero and not a victim anymore. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, speaking of stepping into that growth mindset and that hero's mindset, imagine a lot of that stuff that you learnt and began developing through that weight loss journey has also been very handy and maybe even a pivotal part in you deciding to take the career change that you did and go into starting your own business in Millennium Communications. Tell me about that. Yeah, so Millennium, um, I call it like a rebirth. So when I was going on my weight loss journey and losing the weight, I actually used to own a blog um, called Workout Live Love. I know 17-year-old me was very creative. And um, through that blog, I grew a bit of a social media following. And um, I was featured in, like, magazines. I had a massive Instagram account, a YouTube account, 
giant views of videos. I was an ambassador. I was in magazines, blah, 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 the whole thing, right? And at the time, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just doing it. And um, I was going to all the parties, everything like that. I was that cool kid in, in school, went from like a geek to like, oh, my God, who is she? Um, and I didn't realise that that time of my life was setting me up for what I'm doing right now. Mm. Um, I used to sell ebooks. I used to do online coaching. I had a failed business because of it. Um, I, it was an insane time of my life. I went and studied personal training after high school. Um, and the, the funny thing is with that, when you go through that weight loss stage, all of a sudden you think your mentality and your career should all be orientated with it because you live mm-hmm. in a scarcity that if I don't stay in this industry, mm. I'm going to get back to how I was before. So when I was in that mode, so I studied PT and I was like, I'll sell courses. I'll be a nutritionist. I'll be the next Michelle Bridges. Mm. Nah, nah. If you know me now, it's hard for me to even get to the gym. <laughs> um, like. Yeah, that was my that was my mentality. So I worked in and out of gyms for about five years. I was unemployed, and all of a sudden, another penny moment happened. My dad was like, I was unemployed for a bit, and my dad goes to me, "You're always on your phone on that stupid blog, social media thing. Why don't you do something with it? You're always working with brands, and you're always in magazines telling your story. Do something." And I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna do PR." I, I, at the time, I had no idea what PR was. I just learned about it by speaking to like the people, the brands that I was speaking to. And um, from that moment onwards, went to uni, studied, started studying it. And a year and a half into my degree, it was a manifestation type of thing, I think. And I started Millennium out of opportunity. And um, ever since then, it's been about two and a half years of craziness. Um, first year, we grew really rapidly. Second year, um, you know, this time last year, we were in a very, very different position. We were almost closed the business because mm. it was just too hard. And But I knew there was something inside of me that told me to keep pushing. And then a year later from that, we're in a very, very different position where um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some crazy-ass things. I'm working some with them, some amazing brands that are challenging and a lot of fun. And I've got three months of craziness ahead of me, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So... It's opened up a lot of doors to meet people, um, work with brands. Never thought I'd ever be able to say I'm their PR manager for. Um, some people that I hang out with, some of my connections, some of my friends who are now my friends. Like, it's absolutely insane. So I, I, I love what I do and I wouldn't change it any other way. I think it's a credit to you as well. Like, there's so many similarities between A, your weight loss story, but B, obviously your, your business and career success as well in the sense that A, you know, being aware of the penny drop moment as well. I think the penny drop moment happens for people, but you've got to be listening for it. You've got to be ready to take action on it. Otherwise, it's a wasted opportunity. And you jumped on both of them. But then also, I think, highlighting the fact that in both cases, it hasn't been smooth sailing. You know, you mentioned in your business, there was a point where you're like, it's too hard, I'm going to close it. I imagine there was plenty of times in your weight loss journey where you were like, fuck this, I'm out, I'm done. And people seem to get this glorified view of any change in their life and go, oh, you know, like, it's I just need to start starting is the hardest part we always hear that right like the first step's the hardest mm. I think in a way that's true but it also sort of discredits the fact that there's got to be grit and perseverance throughout the whole journey uh, 100% I think the easiest part is doing it yeah <laughs> it's stepping up and just going yeah screw I'm gonna do it it's an easy decision yeah. I think the next step is going all right now I've made this decision <laughs> 
how am I going to stay in it? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell am I going to do to consistently motivate myself to yeah. want to continuously do this on a daily basis? And even no matter how what challenge comes my way is going to make me even more so want to do this because I know at, at the end of each storm, there is a sunny, a very, very yellow, sunny sunlit. Yes. And that's the hardest thing. Like everyone has their challenges, but I think the biggest thing that people, the the biggest thing that I've learned from this is that the more challenges you face in your life, regardless of how big or how small they are, they sculpt you and they change you. So you, you at the end of the day can not just become more aware about yourself, but become more aware of what's happening around you. Mm. So whether that comes from the way that you make decisions, from the way that other people make decisions, the way that you follow your instincts, the way that you follow just what your heart says, knowing the difference between your mind, your emotions and your logical thinking. Mm. Um, it's really taught me as well a lot about myself in the sense of like how far do I push myself? Am I being lazy in other aspects of my, um, of my life to make up for the craziness that mm. is my my career and everything else so and I can definitely 110% say that but it's it's the challenges shape not just your yourself but your journey and what you're doing and that's where true stories lie and at the end of the day being a publicist and working in the media space and creating stories consistently that's what that's what you need to, that's what needs to be that's what needs to be um spoken about not so much the, I decided on the 31st of December that tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up and make a change. Yeah. It's about how much, how many changes are you making in between and how many times are you pivoting along your journey? Yeah. And I think to, you said it so well, like that idea of behind every you know, dark storm, there's this really bright yellow, um, you know, sun, but there's also the opportunity to learn and grow and develop. And as a human being, I think, you know, we obviously live in a world where it's so curated and people start to overlook the value of struggle and challenge. Like yeah. Struggle and challenge itself is so beneficial to us if we can approach it with the right mindset and, um, you know, obviously with the right support networks and systems in place to be able to grow through that. Oh, 100%. And our support networks are the most important thing in the world. Yeah. And speaking so, of, um, yeah, actually just on that, on support networks and on really cool things that you've been doing with your career lately, I did notice, and I just jogged my memory, I wanted to congratulate on you uh, on it. You've been speaking at some pretty cool events lately. Uh, um, yes. Which is amazing. Congratulations on that. And obviously we've just had uh, International Women's Day. And mm -hmm. I would love to get your sort of perspective on women in, in leadership and, and stepping up as leaders in society. Because I think we need more of them. We need more oh, females so. and women and, and, you know, remarkable human beings in their own right, regardless of gender, in, in leader positions and stepping up and, and committing to making changes in the face of challenge and struggle. I'd love to hear your perspective on that. So I, I, this has become kind of a little bit like my motto these days. Um, I personally believe that Australia and society as a whole and including the male demographic that women in business and women taking ownership of their skills and finally being given that opportunity to and some of them are just creating their own opportunity to do yeah. to to take ownership of being a leader is becoming so much more acceptable and more invited within society and I think as a whole, everybody should be celebrated for that. You know, you still have your people out there that live backwards. Yep. 
and we still have the pay gap issues and everything like that. But I think the more that we normalize women in business and women in leadership or women, even just removing the roles of women in and just making it a normal perceived concept. I love that. That's how it should be perceived. And I think that's how those gaps and everything else is going to be fulfilled. At the end of the day, the fact that we even have to celebrate women or have conversations about how women should take ownership in being a leader, to me, I think it's stupid. I'm like... It should be so normal these days. We live in the 21st century. Half of them, I'm pretty sure one in three small businesses out there are actually owned by women these days or even potentially the ratio could be gone up. I haven't checked it for a while. But there are a lot of women out there that make up the population in terms of female leadership and female business owner regardless of whether you work in the corporate ladder or you have your own business, like there's leadership roles everywhere and it should just be a normal thing. Like, and I feel like international women's day is such an amazing thing because it does start this conversation. Mm. I just, I just feel as though though more should be done external to that. Like we need to now utilize this day and make it more of a what are we going to do on a daily basis to keep this movement and this momentum going a hundred percent a hundred percent and you know i'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this but i know my perspective on that is all big social changes we think are going to be changed by someone else right it's always like oh well someone else will make this change and i'm a big believer that the biggest and best social changes have normally come from a grassroots level of individuals making changes within themselves first exactly as yeah. you did in your life exactly as you've shown in your story just these moments where you're like hang on i'm making a decision to make a difference and to live differently to what i have been yeah. and i'm willing to go through the shit and the challenges and like you know all the ups and downs that come <laughs> with it but i'm committed like i'm going to keep going through that i mean realistically if we get you know, a few thousand people doing 100%. that for themselves, how much of a ripple effect does that spread that then ends up, as you said, you know, just making all of this not even a talking point anymore because it's just so normalized? Yeah, 100%. But I think it then comes back to those couple of hundred thousands of people to then take ownership and to not be scared about telling it. So this is another thing, though. Scarcity. Mm. Women are also still very, very scared to talk because they're very scared about being scrutinized. And it's very funny because I'm working on an event right now with a client where we're pretty much having a full-on panel conversation with the media, with media experts and media um, uh, personalities to literally talk about the topic of why do women need to be you know, living in such a world where even on podcasts or even in the news or whatever it might be, or sharing a story online, mm. why it needs to be dimmed down. And men out there can go out there and talk about sex, drugs, alcohol, everything else mm. in between. But as women, we can't, we get scrutinized for it. So it's kind of one of those type of like things. It's kind of like why wh- women, like every, like going back to what I said before, everyone has a story. Everyone, everybody has challenges some people go some people don't have them to the extent of others right but as a whole as australia as a society we should be coming together on a daily basis and praising women mm. and praising and even men i'm not going to exclude men mm. because men do make up a massive part of the population and sharing the stories of women who are doing incredible things but actually showing them yeah and talking about their real stories, get those inspiring females who aren't known already, get new people, get the everyday woman 
and make it, yeah. tell them that it's okay for them to go out there and talk about it because that's how change is going to come. But the change has to come from the one thing that's yeah. making them scared. 100%. And that's judgment man, and fear. I could not agree more. And as we said, the more people overcome that fear of judgment and you know, fear of scrutinization, the more A, we as a society can cultivate that space to, to allow that. But B, as individuals, as we said, those 100,000 people can step up and share <coughs> their story and share their struggles and their challenges to inspire someone else. Like to, to keep it real and authentic and open and vulnerable because that's going to inspire someone else to do the same and that ripple effect is just going to make such an impact. I mean, yeah, I could talk to you for absolutely ages because I think there's so much value in your story and your perspectives and in your expertise. I mean, already things jumping out to me, you know, just concepts of listen for the penny drop moment and go through your struggles and, you know, recognize there will be challenges along the way but keep up with it. Um, you know, there's so much that I know our listeners would have really got. If you were to leave our audience and, and the people listening to this episode with like one or two key takeaways, things, if you could just give them one piece of advice from your experience and from your story, what would it be? Why is a tough one? Oh, oh, that's hard. Um, I think maybe because this is something that I'm only just starting to realize now. Um, I think the biggest thing that I could leave everybody on is the most important thing that you can do in your life and in business or in your career or any, any part of your life is to recognize and to did I just cut out? Yeah. Just so on sorry. the key point too, you're holding us with so much suspense. Oh, was- my bad. Sorry. <laughs> um, I was going to say, um, the, okay, so no matter in what realm or part of your life, that whatever it is that you're going through, whatever you're doing on a daily basis, the biggest thing and the most amazing thing that you could possibly ever do is to recognize and take ownership for everything that you're doing mm. and understand how it could, how it's going to not just affect you, but also the people around you. But at the end of the day, to acknowledge the fact that this is just a part of your story yeah. and your story is what makes makes up who you are yeah. and the type of person and the type of mark you want to leave and be on the world. I love that. I love that. So, you know, big takeaway for me in that one is just don't be afraid to share your story. Yeah, pretty just much. Put it out there. So powerful. Thank you so, so much again for coming on the podcast, Cass. We are out of time for this episode, but you know, from the bottom of my heart, I really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. We are long overdue for a catch-up in person. Next time I'm in Sydney, I will yes. be swinging in and we'll be hanging out. Um, but yeah, I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. And thank you again for coming on the podcast and sharing your wisdom. No, thank you so much for having me. See you, Cass. See you, bye. What an amazing episode with the incredible, incredible Cass Hilly from Millennium Communications. As I said, you know, what, what an inspiring woman. Like, just her perspectives and the way she looks at going through challenge and struggle. And I mean, even just that last point of don't be afraid to step up and share your story. Because by you sharing your story, you're going to encourage someone else to do the same. And that's what's going to change not only, you know, 
women's lives around Australia, but everyone's lives. It's going to change society as a whole for the better. So let's all start making a commitment to step up, share our story more, have those conversations, grow through our challenges and make a difference as as a whole community. Now, as always, if you loved the episode, make sure you send us some feedback. You can favorite the podcast. You can send us an email at grow at bucoaching.org requesting topics or guest experts or giving us feedback on the episode. Uh, you can always also screenshot that you're listening to it and put it up on your social media. We do love seeing that you're listening to it. We love interacting with our audience. Uh, make sure you're following BU Coaching as well on Instagram, Facebook, and now on YouTube. We have launched our YouTube channel. Check it out. And other than that, Thank you so much again for making the decision to invest in yourself and your well-being by listening to this podcast. You know how we finish it. From the bottom of my heart all the way out to yours, be empowered, be exceptional, and be you.